Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We have a special interview this week from Dr. Dehan, who works down at Healthy Habit, has a clinic, and we're going to be talking to him about a variety of different subjects. Brian sadly could not make it today, so it's just going to be us two. Uh, but anyway, how's it going? It's going well, Lucas. Good to be back. Last time I was joining my my partner there, Aaron. She, you interviewed her, her the last time, so yeah, we we talked to her about a lot of the basics of like naturopathy and what yep. training you go through and stuff. And so maybe we could start off maybe by just giving you some of your background and what your uh, training was to kind of remind listeners uh, what what happens there. Yeah. So after high school, I did a four year undergraduate degree in uh, in kinesiology. So human movement, aging, human performance, movement science, exercise physiology, like that type of stuff. Uh, four years of that. And then, and that was in Canada, by the way, Windsor, Ontario. That was University of Windsor. Nice. Yeah. So that's where I was born and raised. Okay. Very cool. And then... But that's uh, not your, that's not where you're originally from or... I was born in Windsor, oh, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But my family came from Serbia in 89. Gotcha. Okay. 89 from Belgrade. Belgrade, that's the capital of Serbia. They came there 89. I was born 91. Okay. So, and then, yeah, born and raised in Windsor. That uh, brought me to about 2013, 14. That's when I moved out to Arizona for medical school. And um, so I did four years of, of, uh, of naturopathic medical school in Tempe, Arizona, Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. Awesome. So what made you want to get into uh, naturopathic medicine? Well, I knew it, towards the end of high school, I decided I wanted to be a physician, but I thought there was only two types of medical school that you can go to. You can either become an osteopathic physician, a DO, or an MD, medical doctor. But then towards the end of my undergrad, I found out there was somebody else in my program that was going to medical school. I'm like, what type of doctor? She said, ND, naturopathic medical school. And I didn't even know that that was an option. Um, so that's the third type of that's a third way of becoming an, a primary care physician is becoming an ND instead of an MD or a DO. And so I looked into it a little bit and I saw that it's a legitimate four-year accredited medical school. You have to do two sets of board exams. You get your license to, and you're able, you're eligible to practice medicine after. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is a legitimate medical school. Um, but it was all focused on naturopathic or, uh, sorry, herbs, like botanical medicine, nutrition, lifestyle medicine, even physical medicine, like deep tissue work, chiropractic type medicine, um, acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, a lot of that. And so I'm like, wow, you can become a physician and actually get trained in these modalities. I'm like that. It just makes sense because I was already at that time I was diving into nutrition and, and mind, body, spirit, medicine and exercise and things like meditation and different stretching yoga type philosophies and and it plugged right perfectly right into my undergraduate of kinesiology, like because we were also learning about uh, sports psychology in that program, and and a lot of the mental health and and physical medicine type uh, type of approach to health. So it it naturally fit into what I was already studying and getting experience with, and learning on the side in my own life. I'm like wow, so I can combine all of this and actually become a licensed doctor. I'm like, let's do it. So I also did apply for DO school in Michigan State um, 
in addition to naturopathic school. So, but I ended up taking the naturopathic route. So you came out of naturopathic school and you got this clinic at Healthy Habit yep. at Health Foods, which is on 7th Street in Bethany Home, if anybody wants to uh, go check it out in Phoenix for our local listeners. And so you get to see customers like every single day and patients every single day that are coming in and asking you for a variety of, of different ailments and things. So what are people coming and asking you about? What are people interested in these days? What Where, where is their focus at? What, are, are there any major trends you're seeing or anything mm, like that? A lot. Most of the time, definitely in the last half a year, for sure, the last six, seven months, um, a lot of digestive issues, big time. Um, I feel like gut health just continues to worsen and worsen and worsen overall as a population. So a lot of people are having digestive issues um, from, you know, alternating between constipation and diarrhea to having overgrowth of bad bacteria to being on a variety of antibiotic courses which destroy yeah. it's like a bomb it's like a gut bomb when you take antibiotics mm. destroys a lot of the good bacteria in there and um to just eating all these processed foods and heavy animal protein foods with no fiber at all to match up with it just zero fiber foods ultra processed foods ultimately just destroying the gut and so a lot of people are having issues from there. And then in addition to that, it would be mental health problems like uh, stress, depression, anxiety, sleep issues, a lot of that. And then pain, for sure. Pain is is a regular thing, a daily thing that people come in for. Wow. So really like those three things. Yeah. So digestive issues, um, mental health things, and that includes sleep. So anxiety, depression, sleep, emotional stuff, and then pain. Yeah, okay. Those are definitely the big three. What are you finding that they end up picking up for this? So a lot of probiotics, people are definitely gaining an interest in probiotics, which I think our, our radio show there at Healthy Habit has also helped uh, raise the public awareness on how important our microbiome is. So then a lot more people have been hearing us on the radio talk about probiotics. So that and then digestive enzymes, that's a big one too. And then just overall gut support, people come in and actually acid reflux is a big one, like heartburn. Um, actually the other day I, pre I prescribed Swedish bitters for a lady who's having thyroid issues. Mm, really? Thyroid so, issues. Yeah. So for, for those of you that don't know, Swedish bitters are basically a combination of, I think it's tw 12 or 14, somewhere around there, different herbs that have, it's, it's a formula that's traditionally been used for gastrointestinal distress, just overall bloating, gas, irritable bowel type things, issues with bowel movements, anything gut related, Swedish bitters can just help soothe and relax that area. But it has traditionally been used in naturopathic medicine for hypothyroidism as well. Hashimoto's, um, which is autoimmune hypothyroid and then just even just general hypothyroid because it's, it's calming down all that gastrointestinal distress and inflammation and potentially relaxing the leaky gut helping to maybe reduce some of that gut permeability can therefore kind of indirectly help hypothyroid because now you're going to have less of these foreign particles and toxins and all these different foreign antibodies leaking into the, into the bloodstream because the Swedish bitters are going to help heal up that gut. So that can help hypothyroid as well. Um, and then for the pain, a lot of, I've been pointing a lot of people towards curumin, curumin or theracurumin in yeah. general, turmeric. But emphasizing the idea that um, 
the the spice that you use on top of your food probably isn't going to be enough. <laughs> probably not. Probably not going to be enough. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to use a lot of the actual food-based <laughs> turmeric. Yeah, probably more than what most people you know, are willing to I take. I would still definitely still use it on top of your eggs or on top of your avocado or just you can even put some in your smoothies. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't leave it there expecting the pain relief. That's that's where the things like theracurement come in where it's like a potent extract. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing that you, that you should be looking for there is curcumin, like a curcumin extract, not just turmeric. Because you want to have that potent extract that's standardized to a specific percentage of curcumin. Yes. So that you get the therapeutic pain relief. So, cool. Yeah, that was, so that was digestive so issues. So, yeah, pain, and then also mental issues. Mental health issues. A lot of people have reported benefit with melatonin, especially for sleep. Okay. Um, but for... You know what's interesting? As you correct the gut health, mental health symptoms seem to improve. I know you're oh, yeah. very familiar with that by now with, you know, the serotonin. Most of the serotonin is produced in our gut. So by cleaning up the gut health, a lot of people get mental health benefits. Less depression, less anxiety, better sleep, less suicidal ideation, um, less ADHD symptoms. Like all of these things, less bipolar um, some people don't even have to go on uh, certain antidepressant medications after they get their gut health figured out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I remember back in the day uh, when I would talk to people who had IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, like there weren't many people with IBS who were walking around super confident and, you know, not having some kind of mental issue. Absolutely. Right? That's such a good point. I actually, one of my former roommates... Um, hopefully you won't be listening to this, but <laughs> I won't use any names. Yeah. I lived with four different people, so right. I'm not going to use a specific name. But uh, this person was dealing with a lot of GI issues, and he never could go out. He could never, hey, you want to come hiking with us? No, he can never come. He, he's having this issue. Or, like He wouldn't want to go out and talk to people and meet different uh, members of the opposite sex, talk to them, introduce himself. Like he, there was, there was no confidence there, and it's a lot of emotional stuff going on, and it all starts with the gut. And it makes sense. I mean, if your if your stomach's inflamed, you're not in a good mood, right? If you, if you get if you get bloated every time you eat, and you're having irregular bowel movements, and you're oh, having the bloating, you know, it's not fun, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. But then you can support it with good brain nutrients like GABA, um, even I'm a big fan of herbs. Like botanical medicine is always going to have a special part of my protocols and my research. It's just, it's so powerful because herbs have been around longer than humans. Like plants have been around and used as medicine for thousands of years. So if you can get good brain nutrients like bacopa, um, even ashwagandha is good for overall stress in the body. It also is very beneficial for the brain. Um, curcumin can also help with the brain. Um, yeah, we talked about bacopa, but like go to cola, ginkgo, all of these different brain nutrients, brain herbs. And I'm a fan of combining herbs. I like combine instead of just taking one. Everyone has their own preference when it comes to herbs. But I really like combining a variety of brain herbs together just because they work together. They have overlapping similar effects, but then each one brings something unique to the table. You know, um, lion's mane mushroom is fantastic for brain. It's really well, all the mushrooms, but yeah. especially lion's mane is going to be the one for the focus and concentration and mood versus like chaga is more for vigor and sexual performance and athleticism. Same with cordyceps. Those are a lot for recovery and stuff like that. But for brains, especially 
you're going to want to go with lion's mane, lion's mane mushroom. So that's some stuff. And, and I, I tell people when they come into the store, there's a hundred different things we could do for mental health and gut health and pain. There's 200 different things I could throw at you, but we want to sure. try and I always like to streamline it for people. I think less is more when it comes to supplements. I'd rather have somebody take a handful of things like three, three or four, like really high quality supplements instead of 10 or f- some people are on 20 different supplements. You know? Wow. <laughs> so simple, uh, simplifying it as much as possible is the goal always. So yeah, speaking of patients, um, you were telling me a little bit about, uh, some patients you had or one patient, uh, you know, who you're helping with their cancer therapy. And I was wondering if you could kind of tell us a little bit about that story you told me. I think the guy you were telling us about had stage four lung cancer. Um, and, and just, could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with him and, and what he's experiencing? Yeah. And, and again, so I am a primary care naturopathic physician, so I'm not an oncologist. So okay. for those of you listening, I don't want to get the wrong idea that I'm a, I'm a cancer physician. That's not my specialty. And, and we try and I do have several, I am working with several cancer patients. Okay, great. But we do establish right at the beginning that I am not their primary oncologist, that they're continuing to work with an oncologist for ongoing imaging, for for ongoing monitoring of their progress and, and scans to, to, to assess where they're at. Has the tumor metastasized? Has it shrunk? Has it grown? Has it stayed the same? So they're still being monitored by their oncologist. Um, and then what I do with them is I provide natural health support, get them on the right nutrients, get them on the right supplements, do um, IV vitamin Cs, vitamin C IV, like high dose we're talking 75 grams to 100 grams. And is that a week, a month, or? And it depends. In, in the case of this guy that you, that, you, that you brought up, this patient who is stage four, for him, we've been doing three days a week. He's three becoming, days a week, 75 grams of vitamin yeah, C. Yeah. That is a lot of vitamin C. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely safe. The, the research is pretty, pretty in-depth. I mean, there could always be room for more studies, but at, yeah. at the end of the day, there isn't a massive million dollar pool of funding for IV vitamin C high dose research in <laughs> oncology patients. You know, it's very yeah, good luck. So cheap, right? Vitamin right. C is so cheap. Yeah. So, but from the research that we do have on it, great results, very safe. And, um, and the idea there is you're doing it IV because a lot of people have gut inflammation as we just talked about, especially people with cancer. Their immune system is very low overall their system is not firing appropriately it's not it's not it doesn't have that good uh functioning overall especially the gut and so with the gut you're only able to absorb they say 250 to 300 milligrams roughly of vitamin c orally per hour or so per every two hours of the rest you clear out especially in people that are having gut inflammation i would argue it's even lower than that i would argue it's even less than that so the beauty of of uh IV vitamin C is that you're able to bypass that gut. And so you're, you're able to get right into the bloodstream with these nutrients. And so then it goes, it goes right, right away. It's available to the entire system. Whereas if you take things orally, you can't high dose it, especially with vitamin yeah. C. So yeah. that's, that's the benefit there. Um, and most of the research that we do have on high dose vitamin C IVs is done on chemotherapy patients. So patients who are doing the standard of care, chemo, radiation, potentially surgery and on the side they're getting these high dose vitamin c ivs and significant reduction in side effects 
that chemo normally produces, like nausea, vomiting, impaired immune system, hair loss, bone pain, you know, all these different, there's hundreds of different toxic effects of, of uh, chemo and radiation. Yeah. And so vitamin C has been shown in the research to help with some of those common side effects that, that usually come <clears throat> from a result of chemo. So, cool. So it's the you're doing the high dose of vitamin C. Yep. And then what uh, what else is he getting? Yeah. So the first thing we started before even doing the IVs is talked about nutrition. Nutrition is so important because we we're doing it all day. We're eating all day, and that's what's giving your body, you know, the information for healing for everything, for for liver support. If you have a tumor in the body, some people have multiple tumors. You're going to want to make sure that liver has optimal nutrition to be able to detoxify all these byproducts from the tumor and from from the uh, the cancer, the waste that it produces. Cancer yeah. cells also produce metabolic waste that has to be cleared out and processed by the body. <clears throat> so that's where the liver comes in. And then that's where you got to support. You got to get them on the right nutrition to be able to support things like the liver and make sure that the cells are getting the vitamins and the minerals that they need. And so definitely we place a heavy emphasis on nutrition. And then the third major thing that we talk about is supplements. And it's not only things like vitamins, but a lot of it is, like for example, we just introduced wheatgrass juice powder to his protocol. The idea there is two teaspoons of this raw organic juice powder that we actually have at Healthy Habit is equivalent to about a 12 by 24 inch rack of wheatgrass. Imagine juicing fresh organic wheatgrass, a big tray. That You get all of that juice in just two teaspoons of this concentrated powder. So we we added that to his protocol um and then things like like dim like dim which is in the cruciferous vegetables extremely anti-cancer very therapeutic um and then montana u-tip which are you familiar with that plant a little bit maybe you could talk a little bit more about it yeah so the montana u plant that's the name of the plant it's the u-tip tree basically chemotherapy companies have been using the taxanes that's found in that plant for about a hundred years now to produce chemotherapeutic drugs. Interesting. They, so it's kind of like a natural chemotherapy. Absolutely. So instead, what we have in the store, and that must be the only store in the valley that carries it. Yeah, I don't know if any. I'm pretty sure anywhere else I've seen the Mountain. And you. we've had Russ, the uh, the the uh, the leader there behind the company, the man running the show there. He's been on the show on the radio show several times. Extremely nice guy. But yeah, they've had a, they've had that company up there for decades, and so. It's interesting the 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 chemo or the the nutrient in that plant that's actually protective against cancer is called the taxane T A X A N E. So the taxanes in this plant, like I said earlier, they've been extracted and 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 been highly refined and processed and concentrated with all these other chemicals added to make some of these chemotherapy drugs. And it's so funny they used to go up and and literally harvest it from that Montana U plant, and instead we get to and and that's where all the side effects come from because you're taking that highly extracted concentrated form right versus when you consume the powder or the tincture that we have there in the store you're taking the entire plant as a whole and like the leaves and the twigs and then it's ground up into a powder so it's not just the taxanes in there now you're getting that whole plant as a, as a as an entire unit instead of like a highly processed individual unit. And that's, that's where the problems come from. And that's why I suggest people to go with uh, whole food supplements instead of like just vitamin A. 
try to get it from, you know, good organic pasture-raised egg yolk or mm-hmm. carrot juice or sweet potatoes or yams. Yeah, you get all the cofactors. And- instead of just highly concentrated vitamin A. And there's actually research that shows, for example, calcium supplements. If you take a lot of calcium supplements at high doses for a prolonged period of time, you can actually increase the risk of fractures. Really? And, and hardening of the arteries and, and uh, cardiovascular events like stroke and heart attacks mm. and high blood pressure, atherosclerosis. Because if you take such a high dose of pure calcium instead of getting it from green leafies or avocado has calcium, oranges, um, you know, there's, there's all these food sources of calcium. We can easily meet our daily calcium needs through food. Okay. And when you, and so that's the main issue. When you take highly concentrated single nutrients out of foods and plants, that's when problems happen. It's different when it's, when we're talking about herbs, because with herbs, you're actually taking the plant and just soaking it in. Typically it's, it's uh cane alcohol. Yeah. Um, but it's not like we're just taking one single component out of those herbs. You know, we're soaking it in that, in that liquid and taking all of it. So, so yeah, we've been doing the IV vitamin C's, high dose, talked about nutrition, definitely been covering supplements. Another thing in supplements that we've been doing is mushrooms. So mm-hmm. things like the wheatgrass juice powder, Montana U powder. Um, and then we, we have them on a nice solar ray eight mushroom blend, which is 250 milligrams of, so equal parts of all the different, of mushrooms. All the different mushrooms. Nice. A big fan of that. I mean, I was using that myself too. My morning coffee, you take a scoop in there, put it in your coffee or smoothie. Really? Yeah, why not? Why not stay ahead of the curve? That's, <laughs> I mean, that, I'm, that just reminded me, like most people, they wait until they get sick or they wait until their health has completely fell apart and something really bad is going on before they start getting into health and talking to a naturopathic physician or somebody who, you know, someone who understands health versus staying ahead of the curve. And I mean, it's worth it. You feel better. Yeah, you know, it's and you're getting in. Mushrooms are even older than plants. Mushrooms are technically a fungus, um, so that's most people think that they're a plant, but they're they're not. They're a fungus, and so fungi. There, there's a theory that fungi were the first, basically, living entity on this earth before plants, before humans, before animals. So yeah, mushrooms are ancient, and so definitely we put that part of his protocol. And again, I like the eight mushroom blend instead of focusing on just one particular mushroom because they all bring their own immune enhancing benefits to the table. Like they all, mushrooms by default are good for the immune system. Okay, so, so you've, you've... We have them on a variety of things. Yeah, definitely. you've got them on a lot That's of different stuff. That's what it takes. Stuff. That's what and it takes. What is, what, what is he what is he reporting? What is he uh, experiencing? I'm glad you brought that up. Everything has been improving. Every He's been improving in 15 different parameters here. So with lung cancer, what happens is you get wheezing. We, you get shortness of breath, a lot of coughing. Some people even cough up blood. Um, it, one very common thing among people that have lung cancer is they can't take a deep breath without bursting out in a cough. And, and is this, just, was this guy a smoker, just real quick? He was. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. But okay. he discontinued smoking about a year ago. Okay. All yeah. Right. Almost uh, a year now. So, see what, good see, question. Yeah, see what it gets them, right? Maybe 80 to, 80 to 90% of lung cancers are caused by smoking. Okay. There is still 10% that never touched a cigarette in their life. Commonly in those people, it's asbestos. How do you oh, say okay. asbestos? Yeah, asbestos. Asbestos. Yeah. Or people that work, you know, they do the, um, like they work on the streets, you know, like they're sure. constantly breathing in all the cement and construction. concrete construction. Yeah. So, a lot of them will also, but 10% of the time. Okay. Not gotcha. as common. 
So, yeah, definitely a smoker. So he, he was having all these symptoms, all these things that he was... Yeah, he used to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, now he's walking. He's losing weight. He's able to take deep breaths now without bursting out in a long-duration cough. He's not wheezing anymore. He's not having shortness of breath anymore. Um, he's been losing fat. Like, he's been losing healthy weight hmm. instead of what happens in chemotherapy. Most people are familiar with what chemotherapy patients look like. Yeah, you lose all your muscles. You lose everything. You lose yeah. your hair, your eyebrows, your appetite so is he doing chemotherapy or did no he, no, opt he out opted of out of it yeah okay that's kind of a big deal so it is a big deal yeah they had him scheduled to come in and get a port um they yep. put that right you know in the region of the heart and he actually showed up to the hospital that day and and it literally took the very last second he's like nope i'm not doing this he told the nurse there the the head nurse he's like i'm not doing it i'll pay for the visit if i have to but i just decided i'm not following through with this he had wow. like an epiphany he's just like that's it it's scary. I mean, it's. Uh, That's kind I of, wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on the air here. I, w- I wouldn't do it. So you you wouldn't do chemo, or you would not do that if it ever. God forbid, if that ever even. Yeah, so you'd opt out of chemo. I, absolutely. Okay, gotcha. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a that's a really big decision. It's a fear based thing that that they're putting into the public. You have to do this, and it's the standard of care. Yeah. So then people think that literally is what has to happen or else there's no way I can survive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really tough decision because, I mean, I just read an article that a lot of times, you know, we're, we're getting very aggressive in our screening for cancers. Um, all, you know, the, the colonoscopies and the CT scan, all that, we're getting very aggressive in screening for them. And a lot of times these little cancers sometimes go and and I'm not saying this guy has a little cancer stage four is not little, but a lot of times these little cancers go away, you know, they disappear. And I know prostate cancer was one that used to be treated all the time where now it's like, you just shouldn't even treat that. I mean, it's going to kill like 2% of people. It's not even worth it. That number might be wrong. Um, and so it's, it's a difficult decision. On the other hand, you know, we, we did uh, systemic enzymes last week, uh, like Wobenzyme and stuff, okay. and they did a study where they compared Wobenzyme to cancer therapy for pancreatic cancer, and the people who did the cancer therapy for pancreatic cancer lived much longer than the Wobenzyme. They all died. Okay. Most of them died, yeah. uh, all except like a couple, but the people on the chemotherapy lived longer, and so there is a decision there. I mean, I know for myself, I would probably not go the chemo route. Um, but it is a difficult decision. It is difficult. Real quick, before we, yeah. we move on from the subject, you said you had uh, a few people who you were doing cancer therapy and stuff for. Um, can you give us just like a real brief on what's going on with the other two people? Like what, why they, you know, what cancer they have, what they're expecting, all sure. that stuff. Yeah, and, and the first gentleman that we talked about there, he's been with me for a couple months now. But the newest okay. person that I just established care with, she's a, a female, 52-year-old female, who has, they said, it's been very unclear to her. Um, The communication between the oncologist and her have not been very black and white. It's been very confusing for her. She doesn't exactly know 100% what it is, but what she thinks is going on is stage two cervical cancer there. Okay. Um, She did bring in a lot of uh, the the imaging and things that they did, but nowhere does it exactly stay stage two. But we do know it's it's cancer of the cervix. Okay. I don't exactly know the stage. She said it was stage two, but that's it's definitely cervical cancer that we're dealing with. Okay. And, okay. And that's very common again. That's actually one of the most common cancers among among women. And 
it does typically present in that age, like 48 to early 50s. Yeah. So, so she came in. Is she opting for chemotherapy and combining it with what you're going to no, offer? No, she also opted out. She opted out of chemo. So, yep. And you're going to do something very similar that yeah, you're doing I with a gentleman. Do, I am for sure planning to do high-dose vitamin C IVs. I mean, this is it's they've been doing it for a while now, especially in Germany, Europe, Switzerland, yeah. um, you know, eastern part of the world. They've been doing that. And it, it again, it just has such great results that like it makes sense to at least have that as part of the protocol. Yeah. To such a rampant boost in the immune system and and what they the theory there is that um in people with cancer they have exceptionally low levels of vitamin C in their tissues. Like hmm. very low levels. And so you want to super saturate those those tissues, especially the cancerous tumors. When you do uh, IV vitamin C, it they especially target the tumor cells. So what happens is the, is the vitamin C, not that normal healthy cells won't also get some of the vitamin C, but a lot of it will preferentially go to the tumor cells. It will soak it up, and they can't survive in a vitamin C rich environment. So you're basically starving the tumor cells when you do IV vitamin C. Okay. So that's the theory there. So and definitely so you're going to have that. You're going to follow up with these guys for, you know, however long it takes, basically? Basically, yeah. yeah. And okay. most people, when it comes to, to cancer, and we're doing high-dose vitamin C IVs, it does take about 10 to 15 different sessions, usually. It's not like one. You don't just do one vitamin C IV. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about you the know, guy with the, the stage four lung cancer because it sounds like he's, uh, you know being well treated it's um, really amazing like and, i was shocked yeah and, and it's well it sounds like he's he's going he's doing uh a good test of like no i'm opting out of this and i'm trying this and yeah. we get to see you know how that works for him so i and think that, that's and pretty I've been cool telling both both of these patients that we're talking about here i've been, I've been told both of them that cancer is basically you can put a cancer aka or cancer also known as improper lifestyle or cancer aka something's wrong with the lifestyle you know and they just use that word cancer to slap it on you and and then that's when the fear comes in as if there's nothing you could do to it as if it's such a mystery for why it's there okay let's take a step back and look at what are you eating are you moving are you sweating regularly that's another thing i didn't even talk about i've actually prescribed sauna therapy for okay for both patients to be honest for mo not even just them but for i try to incorporate sauna therapy into a lot of the patients that i work with because you know why? Because no one's sweating anymore. <laughs> Most people just don't sweat, and we're all guilty of it. I mean, it takes work to either get in a sauna or do the exercise or go outside for a run or, you know, something to promote that sweating response. Yeah. But it's so important because it's one of the four routes of elimination. Um, in, in naturopathic care, we talk about four emunctories, and an emunctory is one of the routes of elimination for our body. So the urine, the feces sweat and then the air that you breathe out most people don't know that every time you exhale you're breathing out toxins some people you can smell it on their breath right but <laughs> right but uh so that's there are certain levels not as much as what's released in the in the urine feces and through the sweat especially the sweat because it's our largest organ the skin is our largest organ a lot of people don't know that yeah they think about the bowels they think about the liver stomach brain but the skin is by far, if we're talking about surface area, the largest organ. And the skin is highly porous, meaning it has all these tiny little microscopic holes in the skin that is designed for us to sweat, right? And 
and a great deal of toxins are actually eliminated through the, the sweat. And I use the word toxins. It's such a trendy word now. Totally. Uh, toxins, detox. Detox. Yeah, the, I know. So I'm using that as a very umbrella term for different, a variety of toxins, including metabolic waste products, as we talked about, carbon dioxide, uh, which a lot of that comes out through the through exhalation. You want to optimize those for, and that's also why I get, especially the cancer patients, I get them on a high-fiber diet. Because we got to get that elimination down. We got to yeah. be eliminating and and moving things along that digestive tract. That the last thing we need is for things to get backed up uh, in the intestines and cause a whole nother issue in addition to that tumor in the body. Now we have this hardening of and and decaying and rotting of this food in the intestines that just sits there. And eventually that can start creating the leaky gut. So some of that spills into the bloodstream, can cause autoimmune issues, cause all these different issues. So definitely. I get almost all of my patients on a high fiber diet, extremely important. And fiber is actually very important for detoxification since we're on that topic. Um, as fiber moves through the bowels, it's actually pulling different waste products into the into the fiber, into that bolus, so that when we eliminate it, we're detoxing even through the in through through the bowels. So fiber is so crucial and ninety five percent of Americans do not get enough fiber. Ninety five percent of Americans. So Yeah, that's a lot. It's key. So are there, we've been talking a little bit about cancer. Are there any protocols that you like for autoimmunity or heart disease or obesity that maybe you could kind of touch on a little bit? Yeah, you mentioned heart disease, obesity, Obesity. and autoimmune disease. Yeah, Yeah, the common thing among all three of those, and like I said, we're always looking for why why are these things happening? We're like detectives. We're like naturopathic detectives trying to figure out Okay, why are these things happening? If you if you think of a plant or a tree, if you were to pull it out of the ground, you you see all these different roots, right? There's all these. It's not just one root that contributes to the growth of a plant or a tree, right? There's all these different roots. Same thing with human health. So one of the major common root causes of those three conditions, autoimmune disease, cancer, and obesity, is inflammation, chronic inflammation in the system. Um, very neglected in conventional medicine. It's not being talked about enough. Um, So chronic inflammation is so problematic, and there's many ways to get that inflammation under control. In the case of heart disease, the inflammation is happening in the arteries and around the heart and in the the capillaries and the arterioles and all those different vessels in the body, they're inflamed. Yeah. Especially the major arteries that that are exiting and entering the heart. Um, That's what's going on there. And then when you're under a chronic state of inflammation... Um, the body's stressed. The body thinks it's in starvation or it thinks something is going wrong. It's in that fight or flight mode. And so what happens in that case, the body tends to hold on to fat and weight. It doesn't want to let go of it. So that that can contribute to obesity. Um, And then for autoimmune disease, again, the inflammation, but this time we're talking about inside of the gut. And again, that can, as we talked about earlier with, with the hypothyroid and the Swedish bitters, if you're having that gut inflammation for such a long period of time, you can get leaky gut. You can get opening up of those different, um, they're like little doors essentially in the gut, in the mucosa yeah. of the gut wall. It's a very thin lining of the gut. It's one cell thick. Yeah. The gut lining, intestines, stomach, especially the intestines and in small, both small and large intestines. They're very, very thin gut lining, so that can easily get inflamed. Um, it's, it's interesting. The food that travels through the gut is actually still in the outside environment it's still technically not in the body 
You know yeah, what I mean? You've yeah, heard that? I know what you mean. You're like a tube. You're a big exactly. tube from your mouth to your butt. Yeah. Yeah. That's so technically anything that's traveling down through the intestines and that gastrointestinal tract is part of the outside world until it gets absorbed through that very thin one cell thick lining of the gut into the bloodstream, then it's technically in the body. So that's pretty interesting. That's we have direct contact with the out, with the external environment through our gut. Yeah. So it's very easy for that gut to get inflamed. And what's very interesting is starting at about what early 70s, I think it was like 75 and onwards where they started freely using Roundup in agriculture. The number one active ingredient in Roundup is glyphosate. A yep. lot of, a lot of hundreds of studies have been done at this point. Uh, showing the link between glyphosate, Roundup use, and chronic inflammation, cancers, mm-hmm. heart disease, autoimmune issues, uh, ADHD in children, like all of these conditions that are so prevalent in society, depression, mental health issues, um, all of it with that root cause of inflammation, what's causing that inflammation all of a sudden is this this spraying of these crops that they've never done before the 70s or late 60s. I don't know the exact date there, but... They had never used this before. And a lot of people are blaming just the animal products, like the hardcore vegans. Yeah. Oh, it's the animal products that are the cause of the disease. And I mean, that that's a complete, we're missing the elephant in the room, which is, well, two things. Uh, the spraying of the crops with Roundup. Number two is the highly processed sugary foods. Those are, those are the elephants in the room. Those are the big ones. Because um, we've always eaten animal products. They I know later. it's 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 tough because it's like I've skipped from community to community in the in the natural yep. world that has blamed all of the ailments that we have on something or other. Sure, and it's like we've got Roundup is one of them. You know, there's the heavy metal group there, and <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's just like it's. It's like it all started in the 70s, it seems like. That's like when it, you know, that's when things started to go downhill. And a lot of things were introduced in the 70s, you know, including Roundup. And so I I, I tend to be on that uh, train as well that that Roundup, you know, we should avoid it as much as possible by eating organic. Yeah. But it's so so difficult to to avoid it. It's hard. In America, because everything is just doused in that stuff. Well, apparently it even falls it even rains some of these pesticides oh really you know, like, it gets absorbed because into it's, the it's in the groundwater right oh, so man. that gets evaporated and then at the end of the day it's like you ever watch the movie bubble boy i don't with jake gyllenhaal yeah i don't think i ever did no so you can get easily go down that rabbit hole where basically the idea there is he lives in a bubble his entire life his parents put him in there right at oh, birth okay. yeah and you know, he can't touch anything. He can't shake people's hands. He has to use these artificial hands that he yeah. puts and shakes, you know. You can you can easily go down that rabbit hole and yeah. not ever want to leave your house because yeah. of, you know, you're afraid of the, all these different... You got to live at some point, right? But that's where we, we do our best, you know, choosing the organic foods, trying to, to regularly use liver support enzymes and eat clean, whole foods that are rich in nutrients, that have... A variety of vitamin, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, anti-inflammatory agents. Yeah, what, what do you what do you like for supplements? You know, what do you take? Um, oh, definitely an omega. I like a good algae supplement. Um, EPA DHA combination. Cool. Um, I like to regularly have some type of an adaptogen handy. Uh, like lately, I've been doing echinacea. Um, 
partly because I get free supplements sometimes from the store. But <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that helps. No, yeah. no, no. But a lot. Of, I like mushrooms. Like I love mushrooms. I took a break this past couple months, but I just finished a like one of those boxes of the eight mushroom blend from Solar Ray. Do you notice anything taking them, or do you, do you feel better? I or? mean, I just continue to feel good. Okay. So, you know, I, I never had any debilitating health conditions or diseases yet in my life, knock on wood. I did, I do feel better now than when I was 15 and like when I was in my youth and early teens and stuff. I definitely, no no doubt about it, I feel better now, especially like com- now compared to when I was in high school. Like by far, day and night difference. I had acne all over my face. I had gas, bloating. I I would always get injured on the basketball court and regularly sprain my ankle. I just... I wasn't like I didn't feel strong and and healthy and I would always have these abdominal issues like I'm convinced now it was some level of like IBS stuff okay um so I was always dealing with certain things I just didn't feel good you yeah know? so it doesn't, it doesn't sound like you you take too much yeah and a lot of water I, I look at water as a supplement like oh, I'm just really? green juices we've been doing okay. a lot of fresh juicing using an omega juicer like the slow masticating ones oh wow those aren't those pretty pricey they are they're i don't know we got one for like 200 uh, just under 200 not too bad. and no it, it paid off already like you get very good clean juice um you want a slow masticating one to get most of the nutrients out of there because it squeezes mm. it like there's extra pressure in there so i view green juices and when you do juicing, you definitely want to make sure it's vegetable juices. Um, and if you're going to do fruit juices, make sure it's like a green apple because they're a lot lower on the the GI, like glycemic index scale. Yeah. And lemons and limes, those are really good juices too. But for the most part, keep it to celery, cucumber, kale, wheatgrass, um, red leaf lettuce, you know, parsley, cilantro, Keep it to the green vegetables as much as you can. Ginger. Ginger is a really great thing mm. to juice. Yeah, spicy. Oh, yeah, really good. Yeah. I was doing uh, NAC. I just ran out of NAC from Premier Labs, Premier Research. They, I, I just started taking NAC just because there's a lot of good research behind behind NAC. It's one of the best research supplements. Really? Um, NAC has a lot of fantastic research. Why? For liver support, detoxification. It's it really helps in producing more glutathione in the body. You might be interested in that one. Yep. <laughs> um, in addition to the one you're already doing, um, yeah. NAC and vitamin C work together to produce more glutathione in the body. For me, NAC just makes me so angry. I have really? no idea why, but I take NAC and wow. I just I just become a rage monster. But it doesn't happen with glutathione, so I can take glutathione. Okay. But uh, for I'm some gonna... reason, NAC is not uh, not good for my system. I don't know why. Note to self. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you see me really pissed off. Like, did you, you take can... NAC, Lucas? Yeah, dude. <laughs> how much NAC are you on? <laughs> okay, so we, we're kind of running out of time. Yeah. So um, just dude, real quick. It flies by. It does it's, fly by. Um, you're going to be a radio show host coming yeah. up here. What do you think? Am in, I doing good on here? Oh, dude, your voice is bomb. Really? I, could, I could go to sleep to Look your voice. That. Dude, appreciate that. It, you, you could just like... Just read <laughs> some something. I don't know. Read something. I would. It would be like a lullaby. You have All a right, very that in mind. like melodic, calming cool. voice. I think you're going to be great at it. Appreciate that. But bro. what what is? I mean, do you have an idea of what you're going to do on it, or um, what's the what's the format of it? What's the station? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a very valid question. Well, it is going to continue to be. It's Healthy Habits Radio Show. Like it's okay. So for the, I mean, just to clarify that we are, the clinic that I work in is Healthy Habit Medical Center. And it's located inside of Healthy Habit Health Food Store. Yeah. So the health food store has been 
an entity for the past 20, 30 years, I think 20 plus years now. It's had four owners. I think this is the fourth, third or fourth owner now. Um, Family-owned health food store, and they wanted to put a clinic in the store because a lot of the customers were looking for a naturopath. Uh, some people were bringing in their labs, and their, I think we might have talked about this a little yeah, bit with when yeah, Aaron was on. When we did, Aaron was on. I think, yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, why don't we just put a clinic in the store? And then that's how we connected. And Okay. So that's that's what brings us. So we are located in the store, but the radio show it's it's a separate thing. It's not for our business necessarily. It's for Healthy Habit Radio, for the health food store. Okay. So we're going to be continuing basically what, what Jen and Jamie have been doing. You know, so we're going to have guests on. Yeah. We're going to be doing interviews. We're going to be talking about products in the store. And some days when we don't have a guest on, we'll just talk about different things that we think is important or interesting or new discoveries that we just came across in the literature. If you come across something that you think is necessary, it would be good. You know, tell me. We can talk cool. about that. Um, so yeah, we're just going to, sometimes we're going to talk about different things that we're doing in the clinic. Okay. Like different things that we're doing with patients. Um, you know, talk about the autoimmune or, or, uh, or obesity, like talk about the common problems that are going on in society and and where we can start and what, what we can do for those different things. So, okay, great. Yeah. We'll be mixing it up. It's going to be 1100 AM. 1100 on an AM station. KFNX. uh, KFNX. What time? 9 to 10 a.m. 9 to 10. Monday to Friday. Monday, Monday through Friday. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to start in November. Yes, sir. Yeah, All November right. November 4th is the first day. And and we've been on. We've been on. Like I was on today, actually. Today, 9 to 9.30. I was okay. on. They didn't have a guest scheduled, so I hopped on there. And oh, nice. I think I'll be on again. Actually, let me see. But do you listen to the show? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just when I'm on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen, and, and I've been on there a couple times for some of the brands I work for, so uh, I've, I've listened then, but uh, usually I'm I'm listening to podcasts or whatever in my car. Sure. You know. So the, I was on today, and uh, you can listen to the replay on that one. That should be up tomorrow morning. And then again this Friday, the 25th, and then Monday and Tuesday, actually. So October 28th, 29th, and 25th here this Friday. And again, that's 9 to 10 a.m., 1100 a.m. Cool. So, yeah, it's well, been that, fun. That's great, man. Good luck. I, I hope you Thank do you. well, and I hope the show. I hope the show just uh, gains in popularity and takes yeah, off. And, I appreciate and does it. Amazing, because I think you you definitely could. You've got the good voice, and you've got thanks, man. So much stuff in your brain. You yeah. can just talk. You know, yeah, so. it goes on. And I think Aaron, we're gonna do a good job together. Like she brings things to the table that I'll forget to touch on. Yeah, and vice versa. Like, yeah, I think it's good to have that male female balance. Um, she does a lot of the woman's health in the clinic and I'm doing a lot of the men's health and pain management. And so I think it's going to be a good blend. I think it's going to be a good mix. Sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all I all got. Right, if, uh, is there anything Until else you want to, yeah. Is there anything well, else you want to cover before I mean, we're done? Increase your fiber intake and remove or drastically reduce, um, highly processed sugary foods. So, okay. But yeah, man, right, I'd man. like to be on again, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah, this is fun. fun. This is a Part lot of two. fun. Yep, part two. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Dr. Day on. My pleasure. Um, Yep, have a good one, man. Be well.